This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk, the whole edition, with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis on Pulse 95. Ramadan Kareem, everyone, and welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. This is the one and only place where we bring you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence, gadgets, and applications. All that is happening in the world of technology is being discussed right here on Pulse95. We have a lot of stories to share with you today, but the one I'm super excited about is that of an inventor named Fatima Al-Kabi. This Emirati innovator has so many innovations under her belt, from a smart cartwheel that stops drivers from using their phone on the road to a robot that can take photos of attendees at a conference. Fatima Al-Kabi has used her quarantine period to create a miniature smart sanitization gate that is helping us in the fight against COVID-19. Best part about it is you can create it in the comfort of your own home by using very, very minimal material and those materials are also recyclable. This entire sanitization gate costs almost 500 dirhams only. How can we create it? She's going to be joining us in just a few moments to tell us more about it. Yes, Omnia, and that gate doesn't cost a lot of money actually. It goes for around 500 drums. So we're excited to get into that and talk about her sanitization game. But also we do have news that Apple is reopening 100 stores, but it would close again if the COVID-19 pandemic worsens. So Apple is uh, planning to reopen 100 stores, which is a big amount of stores to reopen, especially during this time. But we're also going to be talking about an app that actually can identify severe COVID-19 risks, which are being developed in the UAE. Yes, indeed. And if you've ever wondered if N95 masks can get any smarter, we're going to be telling you about one N95 mask that will allow you to unlock your phone with Face ID. To find out about all these stories and more, make sure you stay tuned right here on Future Talk, only on Pulse95. Pulse 95. Apple is going to be reopening 100 stores, but they would close again or could close again if the COVID-19 pandemic worsens. Now, Apple did reopen 100 retail stores globally as countries are beginning to relax lockdowns amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, this is beautiful news because we do all need to get back to our daily and normal lives. But Apple did say that the decisions are being taken based on local conditions, but they would be reversed if needed. So closing of Apple stores started out in January, where they closed about, I think, 50 of their greater China stores, but they reopened all of them by mid-March. So they kept continuing to refine and expand their in-store health and safety measures. We've talked about it on Future Talk uh, a few months ago, where they were actually banning uh, customers uh, from trying on any Apple watches or even touching the iPhones that were on display. But Apple is looking at every available piece of data, including local cases, near and long-term trends uh, before opening their stores. But the company's three stores right here in the UAE will remain closed for the remainder of this week. The response to COVID-19 is still ongoing and the road back to them reopening all of their stores will have its twists and turns. 
Yes, Omnia, but with the opening of these stores, the company is limiting occupancy levels within the stores and customers. It is also offering a curbside pickup and drop-off or storefront-only services to customers who do opt for it. So let's say, for example, you have a problem with your iPhone, Mac, mm-hmm. or whatever Apple product you have. You don't actually have to go inside the store. You can talk to them online, and they will be giving you um, uh, these services outside of the store or something really quick. You just drop off your yeah. iPhone or whatever Apple uh, product you have, and they will get back to you. But what's going to be happening when you get into these stores is that temperature checks will be conducted at the door and screening of those with symptoms or who have had recent exposure to someone infected throughout the day as they will be kind of a risk to those Apple employees. They did partnership with Google last month to actually introduce a contact tracing technology to reduce the spread of COVID-19. And in March, Apple did also release a new screening tool and a set of resources to actually help people stay informed and take the proper steps to protect their health during the spread of the coronavirus. So, I mean, we can kind of get back to our daily lives, but we do need to take the precautionary and preventive measures that local authorities have been giving Apple. So, I mean, with the temperature checks and this kind of a backtracing technology, uh, Apple and Google can know whether or not this person or persons does have a kind of a history with COVID-19 or yeah. history with a person who was infected with COVID-19. So so with that in mind, I mean, I feel like App- Apple Store's reopening could be a little bit better because, I mean, there's a lot of Apple users around the world and we do need these Apple Stores open back again mm. just in case we do have a problem with our devices. A but of, yeah. uh, we're going to be telling you guys about an app that can actually identify severe COVID-19 risks which are be- being developed in the UAE. Now, in a mobile app that can determine a COVID-19 patient's risk of developing serious complications is among the new projects of researchers at the Khalifa University in Abu Dhabi. Yes, indeed. And we do need to emphasize on the fact that this application is still being developed. It hasn't been launched yet, but it's definitely giving us a lot of hope on the fight against COVID-19. And now, based on the researchers' plan, and those researchers are based, as you mentioned, Hani, in the Khalifa University in Abu Dhabi, this app should be able to collect and process data from the smartphones of COVID-19 patients. And it's also going to be able to identify whether they are at high risk of getting severe medical complications from the virus and this has been an ongoing conversations because a lot of people have been worried about the government uh, relaxing uh, their restrictions you know allowing us a little bit more freedom but again this is all making our responsibility even larger because we need to make sure that we are uh, following all the precautionary measures as as we enjoy all uh, the reopenings, the relaxation of the restrictions. The new project was announced on Monday as the Khalifa University of Science and Technology introduced its COVID-19 Research and Development Task Force. And this is all in an effort to help curb the spread of the virus, as well as creating solutions that will help us deal with future pandemics. Um, this is not the only project that Khalifa University is work on. working on. There's about 14 re- research projects 
five of them are actually focusing on different areas of dealing with pandemics. Six of them are focusing on diagnostics and medical devices, and three are on digital tools for understanding and also providing kind of like an immunity against this outbreak. These projects are currently in the work, but they're all being selected based on the level of innovation, their ability to deliver results within six months, which is again a very short period of time, but this is what we need since we're trying to work as rapidly as possible to fight off this virus. Uh, some of the uh, some of the projects that have been launched uh, have definitely given us a lot of hope in terms of providing assistance for COVID-19 patients, as well as uh, preventing others from catching the outbreak. Now, Omnia, I do love how this uh, app is actually coming out of the UAE, especially Khalifa University. Now, Khalifa University is a big university in the UAE. And uh, from from from, uh, from rumors, or not rumors in a way, uh, uh, people who, who did go to Khalifa University, Khalifa University is one of the hardest in the UAE or in the region itself. Now, it's beautiful how we're seeing that the UAE universities are also as well uh, joining in the fight against COVID-19 to bring our world back to normal. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, I'm very excited about that. But in in bringing our world back to normal and uh, talking about how the UAE is fighting against COVID-19, we do have an Emirati coming up telling us about what, Omnia? She is going to be telling us all about her invention, which, funny enough, she actually thought of and created during her quarantine period. We're all trying to fight off COVID-19, but she's doing it in her very own way through a miniature-sized sanitization gate. It is very easy to create at your own home and absolutely inexpensive. So to find out more about it, make sure you stay tuned right here on Future Talk, only on Pulse95. Pulse95. Future Talk, the whole edition, with Omnia Al Saleh and Hany Balkas on Pulse 95. Welcome back to Pulse 95 right here on Future Talk. It is me, Hany Balkas, with Omnia Al Saleh, but we do have a very special guest, Fatma Al Kaabi. Yes, indeed. She has a lot of inventions under her belt, and it's it's crazy to think that she's only 18 years old. But Fatima Al-Kabi is an Emirati inventor who has created so many uh, robots and different inventions over the past few years. From a smart cartwheel to stop drivers from using their phones on the road to robots taking photos of attendees at a conference, Fatima Al-Kabi's latest invention happened during her quarantine period. So she actually invented a miniature smart sanitization gate using very affordable material and even recyclable materials that are available in the majority of homes and under a 500 dirhams budget. Today, she is joining us over the line to tell us more about her invention and also share with us a snippet of what it takes for every girl to be involved in the field of artificial intelligence. Welcome to the show, Fatima. Thank you, Amni and Hani, for having me today. I'm so honored to be part of your show. No, we're honored to have you. It's a pleasure, actually. Uh, I can't remember what I was doing at 18 years old, but it wasn't creating <laughs> robots or inventions, uh, to be honest. But I'm very, I'm very proud to see an Emirati inventor come out here and uh, bring this type of technology to the world. 
Now this miniature smart sanitization gate is amazing and it's very cost efficient. Yes, indeed. And looking at it, uh, what I think is phenomenal about it is that it's something that every single person can create at their home because a lot of people tend to look at tech and uh, think of it as a very complicated project that is uh, very limited to those who are completely invested in it. But Fatima, can you tell us a little bit about the smart sanitization gate and what inspired you to create it? Just so you know, I'm a college student in the States. So I was asked to come back home um, because of the coronavirus and mm -hmm. I had so much time on my hands, um, stuck in quarantine to do something. So I thought, why not create a project with some of the stuff that I have at home? Having to take a shower every time I go in and out of the house is a hassle. And also just having to walk on my tiptoes every time I come in and out uh, was just so much. So I thought, why not create something that could um, help me clean myself when I'm outside the house until you know I could easily go in and do whatever I need to um, clean myself. So um, initially I had an idea of this like very developed gate that used so many sensors and motors and stuff like that. But then I thought, um, you know, I'm stuck at home. I don't have so much um, materials to use and I don't have access to all of these great technologies. So why not use all of the stuff that I have at home um, mm -hmm. to create something easy that anyone could make. And that's how I got inspired. And it took me about two days to just get it done and wow. thought I should just post it on social media and alhamdulillah I got a lot of um, attention. <laughs> two days? That's great. Now, 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 two, now two days is record time. I think if I would do it, it would take me like two years. But exactly. I want to ask you, what kind of materials uh, did you use and how affordable are they? So I used, um, most of the materials are found in almost every house. Um, like extra pipes that I had from the garden. Um, a few wood pieces that I hammered together to make a, a gate, which is extra stuff that I decided to add to my project. Mm -hmm. um, a water tank. Um, I can even use a, a bucket for that, but I thought I should just get a, <laughs> uh, the stuff that I have at home. Yeah. Um, so there, there aren't a lot of materials, but there are some stuff that might need to be purchased, like a water pump if you don't have one of these at home. Mm -hmm. um, maybe a switch things like that that could be extra. Um, but I calculated the price of everything together and it cost less than 500 dirhams, which is affordable compared to the um, the machines that you could find yeah. um, in the yeah. market. Absolutely. Of course it's affordable. I mean, 500 dirhams, uh, Omni and I did talk about a sanitization kind of uh, gadget for your phone and that did cost around 450 dirhams and that's only for your phone. But with this gate, obviously you can sanitize yourself and your clothes and, 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 and more than one person. So uh, that price point at 500 dirhams is amazing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm actually really excited to get into that. I know. I mean, looking at it, a lot of people, uh, and we're hearing of a lot of people actually installing all these smart sanitization gates, but they definitely cost an arm and a leg. Uh, a lot of people listening to us right now are definitely going to be intrigued to find out how they can create it at their own home. So can you walk us through the process of creating uh, this smart sanitization gate? And is it that easy that anyone can actually do it at home? So my goal with creating this uh, station was to make it easy to assemble um, because it was a project that I worked on with my list of sisters. So I wanted them to be able to assemble it really easily on their own. Um, so if my little sisters can do it, I think anyone could do it within these two days. 
Um, it's pretty easy. You just need a water tank uh, that so you could put water in it, or you could use a bucket, and then a pipe that runs through the from the water tank mm. to the uh, pump, and then from the pump to the gate or your door where you assemble um, the pipe around the door. Um, this is just an easy run through through the whole thing. But if you want a detailed explanation with all the materials, the way. Mm -hmm. You should wire stuff. Um, I have a video detailed with yeah. all the steps on my Instagram page, um, uh, which is available for anyone to watch. A quick question that popped in my mind: Can it sanitize your shoes? Because a lot of people tend to especially mm. worry about their shoes. They tend to leave it outside the house whenever they're coming inside the house. So, what exactly can this gate sanitize, and how long does the sanitization process take? So it could sanitize your whole body, including any materials that you could have on you. So for example, the way it works, you have a box on the side. Um, you would put your bags, your backpack, whatever you have in your hands, mm -hmm. even your shoes if you want to take them off. Mm -hmm. And it would sanitize whatever in the box. Uh, mm -hmm. But it would also sanitize your body from um, your feet all the way to your head. Mm -hmm. um, there isn't a certain time for it. Um, the way it works is that there's a pedal on the floor that you press on and then it starts working so as long if you feel like you need to be sanitized for a minute or two go ahead if you want to take take a full shower outside that's also <laughs> your choice um there isn't a specific time um it's just based on preference mm -hmm. and what kind of disinfectant is uh, the sanitization gate using so i did some research online and i found um this ratio of how much detergent you need to put into water to make it um, um, <laughs> a sanitizing um, agent in some form. So I also shared the list on my Instagram for people to use. Um, you specifically use Clorox, but you need to make sure you use the right percentage um, mm -hmm. for the amount of water that you have. And I always emphasize that people need to pay attention to these measurements because, you know, if you... Um, add more than you need to it might be dangerous so i want to make sure people are you want doing what they need yeah you want to sanitize people and and not uh you know have them caught or create any yeah. breathing issues during the process yeah exactly that's very important because i see people and i i'm, I'm, I'm i do that myself uh i kind of spray a little bit too much of disinfectant <laughs> and I, I i swear and i could feel uh, my chest kind of clogging up and clorox is very well known as a very strong type yeah. of bleach so uh, mm -hmm. to get that percentage very precise is very important yeah and i feel like in the day and age that we're living in clorox and detol is becoming the new perfume but coming up we're going to be talking a lot more about fatima al-kabi's recent innovations over the past few years and what does it take uh, for you and i to become uh, the next inventor what are the different skills and characteristics that a good inventor needs all this and more is coming up in just a few moments so keep pulse 95 locked and we'll be right back you're listening to pulse 95 Future Talk, the whole edition, with Omni Al Saleh and Hany Balkas on Pulse 95. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. Now, before the break, we were talking about a smart sanitization gate, which was created by the inventor Fatma El-Kabi. And uh, it, it was very inspiring, to be honest, as a, as an 18, as she is 18 years old, very young, and she created this gate. If I if you told me to make this gate at 18 years old, I would have burned down the house. And, 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 and I promise you, 
I would have messed up a lot of things. But mashallah alayha, she's very, very, very good with her hands. And at the end of the day, she is an inventor. And uh, we're going to be talking about another couple of points and about girls and uh, AI. Yes, indeed. I think what I personally find inspiring about her story is the fact that she did that during the quarantine period. While many of us are basically absorbed by Netflix and different movies and stuffing our faces, Fatima Al-Kabi decided to make good use out of her time and create an invention that is helping the UAE and all of us in our fight against COVID-19. Uh, Fatima, we want to know a little bit more about your past inventions. So the sanitization gate is the latest, but but you have a lot of innovations under your belt. So can you share with us a few that you have created? So I started making inventions at the age of 10. Um, I have uh, a few inventions that I started out with, like a photographer robot that took pictures of people, uh, a cheerleader, all of these fun stuff that I enjoyed um, as a kid. Uh, but then I moved on to create more advanced um, inventions that tackled problems around my community like the smart steering wheel that prevents texting while driving and um, the teleporter robot that attends school for sick children. So there is that big transition with age um, and alhamdulillah the last eight years have been a really exciting journey with uh, so many different innovations. Uh, you mentioned, uh, what's it called, a teleporter robot that is attending school for children. So do you think this might be used now since no one can actually graduate and a lot of people have been uh, resorting to virtual graduation or in Japan they were actually doing those telepresence robots that were graduating instead of the students? I mean, it could be used. I didn't think about using it, but I think the purpose at the beginning was to serve sick children who couldn't mm -hmm. attend school physically and for me, when I had to skip school for conferences and things like that, but I think this is a perfect time to use it. Maybe I should focus on creating more of that one at this time. Now, now Fatma, I want to go back to that point where you said you were 10 years old creating inventions. What kind of uh, motivated you or, or kind of brought you to that point where you said, listen, I, I want to invent stuff, especially at 10 years old. So I've always had an interest in STEM. Um, I grew up in a household with engineers, my mom, is an IT major and my dad is an engineer so I grew up around um, all of these uh, technical terms and talks at home and I was really inspired to create things but um, it first started out as passion but now I feel like it's my purpose to encourage others to get into the field because as a, as a young girl I didn't find role models and it was really hard to find people um, to look up to and mm -hmm. just in general any women who were interested in teaching me about STEM and I always resort, resorted to um, other, you know, the forces that we have in the country, but we rarely had girls. So I think yeah. it became a purpose for me to be a representation for women in STEM and Alhamdulillah, today we see so many young girls who are interested. Uh, I think you're definitely right because around the world, girls and women are definitely underrepresented when it comes to STEM classes and jobs, particularly when we're talking about artificial intelligence. I think uh, based on certain statistics, more than 80% of AI professors are men and only 22% of them are women. So in your opinion, why does the world need girls to study artificial intelligence? We need girls to study everything, not just artificial intelligence. And as a computer engineering major and hopefully focusing on AI, I think we need that, that, that representation first, but we also need that perspective. If we're going to use AI in the future, for example, in hospitals or 
um, in schools or in other places, we also need to consider the female perspective because so many technologies that are created today and so much research that we use in medicine or so many different fields were created and tested on men mm. and they don't really fit our need as women. So I think mm. having women in that field is going to also add that extra perspective and more accuracy to the technology we're creating. Now, I want to ask you, what kind of advice would you give to other girls who are looking to become inventors just like you? Now, I believe that you are now a role model, not only for Emirati girls, but for Arabian girls as well. Um, first, thank you for calling me a role model. It's it's an honor. But also, I think it only takes courage and, and just persi- persistence because... I know it was a really hard journey for me um, and not seeing representation, but today we have access to social media, you have access to mm. the internet. So learning new skills and finding role models in the field that you're interested in is really easy. Mm. Um, so I don't think there's an excuse for not doing anything. It only has to do with choice and persistence. So I would encourage girls to give it a try. Um, try to learn how to code or watch some videos about engineering and STEM and find something you're interested in. I feel like we have all the time in the world now. So just like you made use out of your time during quarantine and invented a miniature smart sanitization gate, uh, we can all take from your advice, courage and persistence. You heard it right here. We're going to be taking a short break, but Future Talk will be back in just a few moments. So keep Pulse95 locked and we'll see you in just a few moments. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. Now, we've talked about this time and time again, how much of it's a hassle to open your phone with Face ID if you have a mask on. But we're bringing you a N95-like mask, which would allow you to unlock your phone with Face ID. Now, if you're struggling to unlock your phone with facial recognition while wearing a face mask, which we're all wearing due to the coronavirus COVID-19 outbreak, we do have a better alternative, which will be on the way. Now, a Chinese tech company, which is called Humi or Wami, which is best known for its Amaze Fit wearable devices, is working on a transparent N95-like face mask that can also clean itself. You know what I'm proud of, Hani, that you pronounced the company's name correctly because in yeah. China, that's just silent. Yeah, because when you have Huawei or Huawei, it's called Huawei. Yeah. And this is called Humi. So I said Wami, I think it's Wami. Yeah, it is know, Wami. Po- someone's probably gonna tell me, listen, Hani, you're not saying it correctly and I don't blame them because, uh, you know, I'm not- We don't know Chinese, it. but we do love Chinese inventions. Now, uh, what I find phenomenal about this mask is, as you mentioned, it can clean itself, but it can also allow you to unlock your phone. Face masks have definitely become an important part of our new normal. And we're always telling you guys on the show that the most important thing that you should do whenever you're leaving your house is to have your mask on and your gloves on as well. But you also need to make sure that whenever you're getting rid of your mask, You're not throwing it out on the street, you're not leaving it on the sidewalk, but you're rather putting it where it should be, in the garbage bin once you're done using it. Um, A lot of people have been struggling with shortages of N95 masks and surgical masks. And in a lot of the countries, they've been 
reserved for healthcare workers and people have been relying on cloth masks. Luckily, right here in the UAE, we're not struggling from any shortages and they are available wherever in any pharmacy that you attend to. But while these types of masks do help contain the virus, they have significant shortcomings. They don't filter out the small air particles and they have to be, if we're talking about cloth masks, they have to be washed properly on a regular basis. And also another issue is that they are not well ventilated, which is exactly why a lot of people tend to feel like uh, it's suffocating to them. They also make it impossible to unlock your phone with facial recognition. And this is what the company Wami is trying to solve with their Amaze Fit Wami. <laughs> Wame, literally. Wame. <laughs> and they're trying to fix all these problems with their new Amaze Fit Airy mask. This mask comes with removable air filters and it has a built in ultraviolet light emitter. We all know what that means. It means that it can kill, hopefully, all of the coronavirus particles. By plugging the mask into a USB C plug for a few moments, the mask can actually disinfect itself after every single use. So this would allow us. Uh, to use this mask multiple times for at least one and a half months. And that's much longer than the current eight hours and 95 masks are good for. Uh, the airy mask would also be made with a transparent anti-fog material so that enough of your facial features would be visible to unlock your phone using the facial recognition technology like the Face ID. So the whole secret with allowing you to open your phone is the fact that it's completely transparent so the phone can actually map out your eyes and your facial features yes omni and i want to get back to that uh, suffocating feeling now when i wear a mask to go out and i don't go out a lot uh, i kind of feel i feel like i'm like it does feel like i'm suffocating and it kind of uh it hurts my ears so much but looking at this mask it actually does look uh, quite comfortable to be honest it looks pretty yeah. cool and um, I mean, uh, I, I, feel, I feel like the, it, it's, 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 it's very important that the anti-fog material mm -hmm. is also there because I wear glasses on me and when I have my mask on, my glasses get so oh, foggy God. and, and it's imagine. horrible. And it's horrible, Omnia. And mm -hmm. I can't touch my glasses because I, like, obviously I don't want to uh, get my glasses all cross-contaminated. So I love it's very that. important. I love that it also comes with an eye shield so uh, and it even comes with a fan so this suffocating feeling will completely be gone while wearing this mask now the mask is sadly not out in the market yet it is still uh, you know being manufactured and it's going to take at least six months for it to be out in the market hopefully by six months we're done with COVID <laughs> I'm praying for that but looking at the pricing uh, WAMI or a spokesperson from the WAMI company actually said that they're trying to make it as affordable as possible so uh, they're trying to make it similar to what their uh, gadgets would price in so their smartwatch actually retails for about $80 which is less than half the price of a Fitbit or an Apple smartwatch so if their masks are anything uh, near what their smartwatches would was cheap yeah it is actually cheap though if you think about it you can use this mask for I don't know a, a few months at least Instead of buying, you know, these reusable, uh, not reusable, <laughs> the one-time use face masks. One-time use, yeah. And I've, I've seen people, yeah, I've seen people on Instagram uh, washing their masks, which oh, is a big no-no. Yes. Uh, oh, you mean the the single the use The one-time use. The surgical the single, mask? The, the, yeah, they've been washing it. Oh, and, God. Um, and uh, what's it called? I have a friend of mine who says his dad wears the same mask every week. 
when he goes no. out for work. So the, that is a no no. I know. The thing is, in a lot of the countries, there is a huge shortage in masks. So it is kind of understandable. But again, if we want to actually, you know, you make use out of the use of a face mask, we do need to dispose it in its right place. Because a lot of people have been throwing their masks, you know, on the floor, on the streets, on the sidewalks. And that's definitely not the place to dispose a mask. You don't want your germs moving on to someone else. But Moving on from masks, we have a Pulse 1500 challenge going on. Yes, we do. Now, if you guys can sing just like me, I'm an amazing singer. Yeah, uh, right. We do have a challenge. Yes, I'm an amazing singer, but I just don't like to uh, sing in front of people so I don't get evil eye. But uh, if you're an amazing singer just like me, or I would like to say if you're not, if you're not a singer like me, we do have a 1500 challenge where you it's a singing competition and uh, if we choose you you will get 1500 drums and all you have to do is sing amazing right all you have to do is sing and post it on 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 instagram tag pulse 95 and uh, do a hashtag 1500 challenge and we will announce the winners this thursday now 1500 drums is a good amount of money especially when all you have to do is sing post it on instagram and hashtag 1500 challenge and mention us at pulse 95 radio but you do need to have your your account public your profile public so we can see what you guys are posting in and i do believe omnia that they can send as many entries as they want yes indeed so you can submit as many videos as you want so i guess if you like singing in the shower now is the time to make your talent give you some cash yes, but don't please don't send us any videos of you singing actually in the shower I wouldn't be surprised if Mikey from Afternoon Karak would do that. But um, make sure you participate in this competition. We'd love to hear your voices. Future Talk is coming to an end, but we will be returning same time tomorrow from 2 to 3 p.m. Until then, we're going to be leaving you in the safe hands of the Dream Team. Aisha Mazmi and Mikhail Atiyah will keep you entertained until iftar rolls around. Hani and I want to wish you a wonderful iftar with your loved ones and family members, whether you're doing it physically or virtually. But we do advise you to social distance as much as you can. Keep Pulse95 locked and we'll see you tomorrow. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.